Episode 12 of the Raw Podcast, I'm Rhett Bartlett, and this episode is with one of the Richmond Football Club's most reclusive men. In 1974, at the Windy Hill Brawl, Stephen Parsons made a split decision that affected him for the rest of his life. He only played five games with Richmond, but he will forever, unfortunately, be connected to the Windy Hill Brawl. He has not done an in-depth interview ever. Until now. Here is my interview with Stephen Parsons. Stephen, thank you for your time. This may surprise you, but I've been wanting to interview you for about a year and a half now. <laughs> may shock you. And the reason is because I can't find much about Stephen Parsons talking about his career in football. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Is there a particular reason why I don't really talk about your time at Richmond? Um, probably most people really just hone in on that one game. Yeah. Which, uh, after year after year after year after year, yeah. you tend to get a bit sick of it. Yeah. It didn't do too much for my career. No, it didn't. No. I may just touch on it later, but no, not, it's okay. not right but, now. No, it's part of it, but I mean, and then. That's what most people tend to just hone in on. Yeah. But if we put that aside, you played in the Premiership yep. for the under-19s. Yep. Why, what made that team so strong? Junior development program. They obviously was slow. Yeah. Ray Jordan right. yep. and his crew. Um, I thought they were, they were fabulous. Yeah. Um, the wheels turned now. I, don't, I, I just couldn't see the young guys of our days playing under Ray Jordan now right? because of the different mentalities of people now to back then. Yeah. Where um, today nowadays they tend to get a bit more mollycoddled and question this and question that. And with Slug it was his way or the highway and he really toughened you up and made you really ready for to go on with whatever you wanted to do and he was fantastic. Got a few run ins with him but it was fantastic. I've spoken to a few people who said they had a lot of disagreements with him or oh, across yeah. a few things. I mean was it a, a healthy disagreement that you yeah. would have with oh, we, we, we had a couple of fiery um, encounters, um, Ray and I. And um, do you care to elaborate or not? Oh, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. I was only young and I'd been, for discipline reasons, I'd been dropped from the seniors and I was then looked in the paper in those days, in the, in, you know, and, then, and I didn't see myself in the yeah. reserves. Right. So I said, I'll do the right thing. I'll go to the footy and watch. So I'm sitting there and Slug says to me, well, are you ready? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you're in the under-19s. I said, well, it would have been nice to know. So I had to send... My dad went all the way back out to another one to get my gear. And Slug and I were in the car driving a footscray. And it's, like, very icy cold. Yep. And then, anyway, um, we started arguing, you know, and... In his own inimitable way, and he was into me. And I actually went back at him for the first time. I remember going. He turned around and really was going at me. And we're going under a um, a railway cross bridge, you know. And so I had the brick divide wall for the two ways. And he's turned around and we're arguing and arguing. And we're going straight for this brick wall. So I said, Oh Jesus! So anyway, we his passenger, which was Rowie or someone at the time, said, "Christ, slow, settle it," you know. So we got to the ground, but we nearly wrote ourselves off. And we're arguing and arguing. So anyway, the game starts, and 
in the first three or four minutes, you know when you're going to have a good game, you get four, five or six touches, and someone cleaned me up and I broke my collarbone, so I ended up in the hospital. Oh. And then Slug's the first one there, feel, you know, walking with tail between his legs, and we shook hands, and yeah, he, he, was, a, he was a great coach. Yeah. And he was hard as nails, but he was, he was fair. And he, I think he groomed a lot of people for the rest of their career. Oh, that's certainly what I've got from a few people I've interviewed around your era, the, yeah. the, the impact and influence oh. he had on them. Yeah. Did he swear a lot? Oh, non-stop. Everyone always says that he did. Yeah. Is it true? He, oh, yeah, he could dress you down. <laughs> he could dress you down from top to tail and not miss a beat and use every syllable, colloquialism, everything in the book. <laughs> And he could, he could give it to you. Oh. And, and it just wouldn't get away with it. No. Well, not, not that I don't think it was bad. I mean, yeah. you, just, you just had to bite your tongue and cop it like a man. Yeah. Nowadays, I'd hate to see what the kids would do. They'd be mortified. Yeah. Um, oh, the parents wouldn't, wouldn't be happy and all no. that kind of thing. I won't so, and you know where we used to coach from. We used to coach from the gym window and, and you just bellow instructions out. But he made you train hard and he made you fix your errors and um, if you did something good, you knew about it. Mm-hmm. If you did something bad, you knew about it tenfold. But great coach. Did I hear correctly that you went from the seniors to the under-19s? Mm-hmm. You were disciplined from the seniors and you went yeah. straight yeah. back down to the under-19s. Yeah. Can I ask what you were disciplined for or not? Well, what you don't wish to say? Yeah, no, no, no. Look, at, at odd times, I used to uh, we used to get into a little bit of strife off-field. Right. And... Um, I always used to be with, you know, a lot of times I'd be with Brian Wood and we were good mates. Yep. And um, uh, Woody was Tommy's snowy-headed boy. Brian couldn't do him no wrong. And, and it all, if we were ever in strife, it would always be coming back to me. Mm. And, uh, and he used to get under the radar. And, it used to, and anyway, um, it was all fun. And we, I think we mucked up at the Portsea Hotel one night into a little bit of a stoush, yeah. Yeah. which was silly. Was this was this after your your first game or your second game? Uh, that there was obviously that I'm a little bit foggy about. Yeah, I'm thinking it, it, it's it's interesting. There's often not many players can probably recall all their matches that they played senior football for. You probably would be able to, seeing you played five senior mm-hmm. matches. So I'm guessing you played against Carlton as your first match. Yeah, yeah, I remember that clearly. Can I ask your memories of that? Because I actually have the record from the match here. April the 20th, 1974. Yeah. versus Carlton. That's unreal. In the middle, you're uh, you're lined up on the wing. Yep. Do you remember who you played on? Brian Quirk. Spot on. And you, 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 you listen to the Parson in the record. Yeah, so, uh, no, they left off an S. <laughs> um, how did you find out you were in the in the match? And um, what memories stay with you? I... We trained on the on the Thursday evening, yeah. and um, and then all of a sudden um, I got home. I was living with my parents in Nunawati, mm-hmm. and uh, I got home and oh, I think about nine o'clock that night I got a phone call yeah. saying oh, um, with a picture for the ones and well done and all that. And, yeah, I was sort of stunned. I mean. Really? Yeah. You didn't think that you would be playing senior football? No, I think I only. Seventeen, I think. Yeah, I definitely wasn't eighteen because I wasn't driving. Yeah. Um. And yeah, then just the normal, um, 
euphoria around all that. Yeah. Like in those days, it was anything you ever wanted to do was play league footy. And with the likes that we were playing with, um, yeah, it was, it was excellent. And How'd your parents react? Yeah, they were wrapped. They were yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, they were wrapped. They weren't worried that the 17 year old was playing senior footy? Nah. No. Not. Like, I still coach now. Yeah. And to get a 17 year old to play in the seniors, you've nearly got to write a thesis on their safety. Sure. Um, so, was that Princess Park? Yeah. Yeah. And it was. Um, How'd you get to the game? Parents drove me, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, the normal stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a big thrill, it's a big difference, and there were some great players playing. So, did you line up on the wing? Yeah, yeah. Tommy give you any instructions beforehand, take your side or anything like that? Oh, well, yeah, he's just, you know, you knew how you had to play, yeah. Um, and you should just let you go about your business. Um, but just looking at the side, they weren't a bad side either. Mel Brown, yeah. So, no, it was, I think David Clark played his first game that day too. Interesting, I'll check that. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm near sure he did. Yeah. I'm positive. Were you happy with your performance? I mean, did you get a few kicks or? You went all right. Yeah, I think. I think I kicked the goal with my first kick in league footy. I noticed you kicked the goal. I was going to ask you if it was, it was my first, first kick. Good lord. Yeah. Where? How far out were you? Do you remember the? Eighty metres. No. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll nah, elaborate on that. Um, <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, no, it was only just within obviously 40, 50 metres or something. Right. But um, yeah. No, that was with my first kick. Um, which is a thrill, but there were some very smart players there. Because you were so young, did you did you celebrate with the rest of the team after the match? I mean, a few players would have gone out for some drinks and stuff. Like yeah, that. I wasn't backward and having a, okay. a bit of a, a social uh, yep. interaction with them. Right. Because in those days, they used to flock to Sammy's there, the old London Tavern. Yeah. From time to time, yeah. I was guilty of getting there a few times. Yeah, and Sunday mornings, you know, like the Sunday mornings would always be. On not, a pleasant not, Sunday morning? Yeah, well, no training says Sunday morning. Right. You'd have a light run around the town or something, and one of the influential supporters would bring chickens and bread. And you'd have chickens and bread and get on the cans. Of course you would, yeah. Like all good rehab sessions. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I was, I was quite comfortable mixing with most of those guys. I spoke to Tommy Hakey last night about yourself. I said, well, what can you tell me about Stephen Parsons? And one thing he said was he felt that he brought you up to the seniors too early. Yeah. Do you agree? Um, I, I think with hindsight, yeah. with the publicity that I got around that Essendon game, yeah, yeah it was. No one, no one in those days, I don't think a kid at my age could have got through that publicity without getting big-headed. Right. And so far in front of themselves, it's not funny. Yeah. But nowadays, you have uh, tutoring on sure. how to treat the media, how to do this, uh, how to do that. There's tutors for everything, and, yeah. they, and they educate you very well. Yeah. The, 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 the attention I got after that was just immense. And I just believed all my publicity and got ten, that I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof and stuff the rest of the world. This is after the estimate. Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable. I was, was going to ask what a... What made you, or how, or what, what was the emotion? So you, you, that was the emotions that you had. Well, you could imagine. I probably can't, to be honest. You once again got driven to the 
the ground. Yeah. After the game, I had to be kept in the rooms for an hour and a half because Essendon supporters just wanted to kill me. We had to change our phone number because we got death threats and all that on the phone. Um, and every day I'd be on the front page of The Sun with Graham Richmond um, and have TV following you and photographers following you going to school and work. And, um, and then I got charged with assault and got trolled by video. And I think we were the first, I think I was the first to get a charge by assault by the police on a footy ground crime and I went to court over it. But you went to court much later, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, this wasn't something that just cleared up over the week. No, no, no. This was, this was simmered. Yeah. Did you actually play the next week? Yeah, that's a good question. According to my records, I reckon you played North Melbourne the next week. Yes. Because well, I did. Well, I did. We, yeah, I did play against North Melbourne. Yeah. And then the, I think the tribunal was after that. Right, so the tribunal wasn't like no, no. now, a few days after. No, after because, the of, because it was such a kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, and it was all just, in, it, was a, it was an investigation. Yeah. And it was interviews. Yeah. Uh, and it was a little bit of uh, footage. That's right. And it all come after that. And I think I got four weeks. I didn't want to touch on it as early. No, that's as early, that's part of it. I'm not going to do If you don't mind, I just want to. No, 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 no. That's people look people look at it now, and it's almost become a bit not mythical, but a bit. Oh, this is the brawl of all brawls, yeah. and Mel Brown hangs his hat on it, and, and that yeah. kind of scene. Graham Richmond flying through. Yeah. But I was going to ask. I I could only assume that for you, it was something that I don't know. Throughout the following weeks, did it keep you awake at night? Was it just? The pressure of everything around you, or yeah, it was, was it crazy. the complete opposite? It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was ludicrous. We had, we had people for the next year or even beyond that that always um, taunt you and want to have a crack at you. Yeah. You know? Um, and it was just out of control. Up until that day, no one really focused on, on you at all? No. I've Even as a seventeen-year-old, they burn with Richmond. It didn't no, really no, get much press. Just, just yeah, just got your normal stuff, you right. know. Yeah. I, I, uh, there was a, some photos with me and Mel Brown at the Forcluse Hotel where he used to stay at GR's pub. All oh, right, yes. You know, give, giving me jumper and right. all that sort of yeah. stuff. The general, and um, just general normal stuff. The first game was had. Yeah. And that was good. Then after that, it just went um, silly. Can I generally ask, how did the brawl start? <coughs> how do you think it started? Oh, there was an incident with. Casson and, and Brown and, right. and Jenkins, and then it all of a sudden at half time it flared up. Yeah. And all I saw was a bloke, GR had slipped to the ground. Yeah. And it was a bloke having a crack at him. Right. And I didn't even, and I've said this today, I didn't know who I thought it was a supporter. Yeah. And that's how it started. Yeah, well, it wasn't wearing a Guernsey. So. That's it. Yeah. And, and then that's why I've hit him. And then when it finally simmered and we went up the race, in those days the races were that high. And I'm sure, but the, like the the abuse and the fights up the the race were, were, were immense, immense. We had pies thrown at us, bottles thrown at us, people jumping the race to fight us. Getting into the rooms was more violent than, than anywhere else. It was chaotic. Josh, did you think that at any stage the game might have been stopped? Yeah, at half time. I don't know whether it was a figment of my imagination or not, but at half time those Essendon rooms were a lot of glass. Yeah. And I, I just felt them, it was, it was either just getting right, I don't know, it was just like pulsing. It was out of control. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dad remembers staying back after the match for quite a considerable amount of time, oh, not as long as you. Absolutely. And making his way through the crowd, and it was it was very very oh, vicious. Oh, well, so for him, who wasn't even on the ground when it happened, he's, yeah. he claims he was in the brooms, yeah. the orange juice or something. Yeah. So if you would have been tenfold, yeah, because people said they had to get an escort to the car. What a in a yeah a police escort. Yeah. You know, the, the one question that just pops into my head, have you ever been back to Windy Hill? Yeah. Yeah. When I went to St Kilda, I played there. The reserves to St Kilda. Once. And a few, look, on the anniversary, oh. uh, it always comes up. I must be happy about that. Oh, I can't stand it. And Essendon once said, well, we want you to pick you up in a, a car and bring you out, and we're going to reenact it in the social club. So yeah, you'll be reenacting it without me. That's right. Mate, they'll tear the place down if you did that. So, I wasn't interested in doing that. And, and it would happen to be a federal election on that day, so a couple of times there's been a federal election on that date again. Right. And it just flares up again, you know. Right. So, um, Let's, if, honestly, if you had your time over again, would you still have done the same actions you did because of what the moment was and, and everything like that? I mean, when you're a 17-year-old, there's a... Um, Rule in front of you, Graham Richmond's down. I, wish, yeah, down. I would have, because that was my makeup. Sure, I was going to ask. That was my makeup. But, you were, but. No, I wouldn't. No. I mean, you were, well, you were, once you crossed the white line, you. I was a fairly. I, look, I was, I was fairly. Where we got brought up in our area was fairly, you know, Blackburn, Doncaster. And oh, right, way. okay. It was nice place, but yep. it, it, was, it was just what all teenagers went through, and it was just. Uh, with a benefit of. If I could just. If you get back in a time capsule, I'd still do the same thing, yeah. but I'd react after it in a totally different manner. Only because I know what I know now. Right. But the, well, nearly everybody would do that in their life, wouldn't they? Were you ashamed of the way you reacted after it? Um, if you look back now? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, well, maybe shame's not the right word. No, I was... I didn't carry myself properly the year and two after it. Okay. You were saying before that you felt bulletproof? No, you, know, you just all the publicity. In the sense that, well, you got so much publicity and you thought you were so yeah. good and, right. you know, you get a fat head and just put me and done all my, all my ethics of why I ever got to play league footy sort of thing to go, you know, go, there, go out the window. You know, I was a hard trainer. I used to run. I was, I was in athletics before I played footy. And I think that's what helped me play league footy at that age is, I was so fit and quick. There was a tribunal, and then, as you say, there was a court case. Did the club support you throughout the entire process? Yes. So there was a support there from the club, or was it not as much as looking back now as you thought? Or they didn't know what to do themselves? Look, I I think. No, they they got us the best legal uh, counsel you could get. Right. Um, Probably someone on the board knowing them. Well, from my memory, it was a guy called Phillips who ended up having to be the Supreme Court, the head of the Supreme Court judges. So they supported us there well. After that, I'm not quite sure how well they supported me. No. Is it after it's all, yeah, the results have all been decided? Yeah. yeah. Like, I went through some belongings at home and I had a, um, after that, North Melbourne were interested in me when, when um, all this happened in the right. next year and that. And Richmond wouldn't clear me. Right. And I had a, 
I had a letter, I still think I've got it, from Swabby, saying that they were clear me interstate but not to another VFL club. I mean, how's that going nowadays? Yeah. No. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. You know, just... No, I don't think after it... I, but my, maybe they, did, they didn't hang with me because of the way I was carrying on, maybe. Not carrying on, but no. I just thought I might have been too big for me boots, you know. So how we actually said, yes, I was fun that he was surprised you can go to another league club. They right after. Like, wouldn't let me. Well, he, he so I'd forgotten that, or he, or he, yeah, there's the committee saying, yeah, we're not going to take him to another. They wouldn't let me play against him. Yeah. And I've got that at home. If it ever goes into football, goal, it'll probably... <laughs> you can. Um, before the, the winning of Raw, did you, were you involved in any altercations in any previous matches? Was the makeup of Stephen Parsons? I was, I was, I was, I'd like to have thought I was a fairly, no, a fair, aggressive player, yep. but not um, ridiculous, no. no. But a lot of the players in the team were tough. Yeah, around the Tommy Irish. Yeah, yeah. McGee so, and, and, oh, yeah. and Barmy and, yeah. and Ricky McLean. Yeah. Um, and we were all probably in the same elk as all that. Mm. I mean, not, not thugs, but you played it hard. I read somewhere where they said that the tribunal was actually a closed yeah. night, yeah. first time ever since some yeah. previous experience, and that it covered two levels and they're still on another level. Yeah. And were, I mean, it, is this, yeah. you're not exaggerating, this no, is it? No, it was, yeah, it's all MI5 stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How did your parents react throughout this? Well, family. <sighs> my mum got cook over because we'll get calls at 3 and 4 in the morning. Because you're a family. Yeah. So, um, for about six months after it, it was just like she struggled a lot. Right. But apart, uh, once it's in it down, yeah. But people would see you. If I was on a train, you'd have your photos on the front of the paper and they'd be looking at you and looking at the paper. Or you'd be at a, at a pub having a can or two or something. Town or something. Yeah. And you'd get into scouses all the time. Like someone had a huge You know, because someone wants to have a crack at you. Yeah, and I was there and all that. Yeah. And I read the paper the other day, a little piece in the paper where some person had mentioned that they were at the Windy Hill Brawl and it had advert effect on their life. And said, oh, my God. This, 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 was, this was someone watching it. <laughs> this was in the paper not so long ago. I said, you're kidding, are you? <laughs> so, yeah, that affected my mum more than anything. But You played more than the next week. Yeah. Then I think there was a gap of one or two games. And your last game was against Collingwood. Why did you finish up the fight In the centres? Is, is it connected at all to the Windy Hill Brawl? Um, no, I don't know. I think I got suspended then. Right, so the league came down with the decision. Yeah, yeah. four weeks. Yeah. And so that roughly around for till round 11 or 12, yeah, I guess. Then I'll come back a couple of games. Right. And... I got suspended again for another two or three. Is this in the reserves? Or yeah. yeah, right. Um, I think it was towards the end of the year. Is there a, would there be fair to say there's maybe a connection between you back on the field now and you think, think you're bulletproof? Come take, yeah. I, was, I know who I, I was. I got reported hit Terry Wheeler. Oh. And he was infamous for a couple of things. And that's. Um, <laughs> And so then you obviously you just never were able to make it back into the scene. So. Well, I got suspended again. Sorry, for a second time or a third? No, the second time. Right, yeah. And that really just 
God was on that day. Okay. Then the next year I dislocated my shoulder and was out for six months. Really? Good. Um, in the reserves? Yeah. Right. I was told that day that if I played a good game, I'd be coming back playing in the seniors the next week. And how did you dislocate your shoulder? Took a grab at the MCG against Fitzroy, got up high, come down the point of it, popped straight out there. Oh. Um, I had 120 stitches through there in those days. Now that, now that that big. This has got us go all the way down there. They put me out for that year. That's 75. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the next year I went to. Yep. So then you finally got a clearance, but it had to be in South Australia. Yeah. I think I went to. To Woodville. If you hadn't been rubbed out, would you have played more games in 74 in the seniors, do you think? What I mean, was your was your actual performance is quite good? Oh, yeah, look, you, you develop as you play. Yeah. And yeah, I think I could have, yeah. Because they went all the way to the grand final and won it. Um, so, I mean, Mal Brown, I think. Was it Mal Brown got rubbed out just before the semi-final, yeah. so he didn't play? No. I just wonder if... Do you reckon I haven't asked myself that question a few times? Really? Oh, yeah. Nightmare. Well, I was looking at it, it almost as... No disrespect, it almost feels as though that things were falling into place for you. Now, Brown wasn't, he was, I think he got reported for throwing a ball in an umpire or some No, I got reported, I think, the last game of the year or second last game of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, so. But, he, but as a 17-year-old, he may have actually played in a premiership. May have, but it didn't. Um, Thanks for reminding me. I, I didn't mean for that to be like that at all. <laughs> no, I'd be happy to know this has nearly finished this interview. No, I'm happy. <laughs> no problem. Um, Ian Wilson. He was overseas at the time of the Windy Hill Brawl. Yep. Um, did he have any influence on you, Ian Wilson in general? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was a good bloke. I like he was like a us-against-the-world kind of guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. We don't care. We're going to get yeah. our name in the paper. Yeah. And and you know, I see him quite often now. Yeah. Like, he's down at... Um, what is he? Yeah, that's right. And I see him walking. When I go, I down, if I go, when I do go down there, he walks every day. Yeah. Uh, but he had a bit of an in, in, invincibility about him yeah, too at the yeah, time, yeah. which would have rubbed off on the players. Yes. And Graham did, right? And Schwabby did. Yeah, they were dynamic. Yeah, they were dynamic. <coughs> and then you had blokes like cheating your old man. Yeah, um, those blokes. I mean, they had an, an air about them. Um, uh, heart. Well, that's something about him. He was hard to talk to, but um, you know, it was those those administrators were just um, dynamic. Yeah. And then you know you go through that with the players; it's unbelievable. You know, there was a, an aura about them all. I, I just can't believe I just can't believe the number of people who would have influenced you as a kid, from uh, Slug Jordan to then Ian Wilson, Graham Richmond, yeah. Tommy Hayley. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and look, even I clicked through that book there, seeing blokes like Bill Baromeo and yep. Snowy Ward. You know, he was there for a long, long, long time. Um, all those guys, I mean, um, had a bit to do with um, all of them, and, and they were just um, dynamic. Graham was, I thought Graham was a great player. His heart is hooray, but I mean, when people talk about Graham, they always first thing first name is boys. Yeah. And Alison Cocco. Yeah. Is that how we would say it? Yeah. Is, everyone was Cocco or? Yeah. Yeah. 
But I'll tell you what, if he, if you did the right thing and he befriended you, yeah. you were set. Ian Stewart tells his story how in the Windy Hill Brawl, he saw Graham hit someone, but signed an affidavit to say that Graham never touched touched anyone at all. And Ian, uh, sorry, Ian, uh, Ian Stewart and so Ian, the three-time Brownlow medalist, that held a lot of weight, and Graham was endeared to him for life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, he was, a, he was an interesting character, Stewart. Yes. <laughs> but I liked him. You're able to connect with him, absolutely. And, yeah. 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 No, I enjoyed his. He was. He was a great footballer. What was your strengths as a player? I think my fitness and my my leg speed. Okay. Um, I was very kind of creative with my hands and my ability to probably go when I had to go. But clearly, I think my fitness and my my leg speed, and I was fairly strong. And your weaknesses. Um, Things that you hoped to maybe have improved on? Uh, my non-preferred side wasn't terrific. But I'm not quite sure how many were in those days. What was that, your left? Left, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and just my maturity okay. about the game. Ian Stewart once told me. He said, Stephen, we're, we're, on a, we're having a, a beer somewhere. And he said... Every bloke that's 17 that's got potential to play league footy, if people had the foresight to send them out and coach for two years, they would come back superstars. That's so true. It's so true. Because what you learn as a coach, like I've coached now for 18 years, what you learn as a coach is extraordinary compared to what you do as a player. You actually learn about the game as a coach and you have a different perspective of it. And what... It's quite an interesting scenario, he said, but it's quite true. I mean, not that you would, but I mean, if you could, and I think if I could have had a bit level ahead, um, I would have preferred it. I found Ian Stewart's insights to be quite, oh, yeah. quite fascinating when yeah. I used to play football. talking about how football was a salvation for him, and yeah. he trained like buggery to win the best and fairest, and he succeeded, and yeah. just his insights, was he like that as a, yeah. at the time too? Yeah. yeah. It's almost philosophical in a sense, yeah. often what he said. He's quite a wise person. Yeah. Bit of stigma attached to some of his antics, but indeed. Um, which I used to hate hearing. Right. Um, so, I, 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 I thought he was a, a really good tutor as well. I only have a handful of questions left. No, you're right. No, or else I'll be here all day, trust me. <laughs> I'm quite comfortable. <laughs> me too, but I won't. Did you ever meet Jack Titus? Yes. At that time, it would have been right near the end of his life, because I think he passed away in 77. Yeah, no. Um, Jack was a, an integral part of the footy club. Okay. He would... That time? Well, I, I've got fond memories of Jack, um, for a few reasons, and they're not all through my uh, my appetite, but he would be always around the club, but he would be the, the advocate to take you to a tribunal. Right. And he used to take you... And I got reported a few times. Yeah. Um, and he'd take you up to a restaurant um, next to the Hilton in those days, up the road from the Hilton, called, it was called Sunyon. Right. It was one of those, few, like, I'm a kid from Nunawaddy, and, right? And Jack, would you take it and have dinner there first? Right. And it used to blow my mind away. It was the most beautiful food and surroundings and settings. And here I am sitting there as a 16, 17-year-old kid in this beautiful restaurant where they treated him like a god and he tra- he's exposing me to this. I said, this is just 
out of this world, you know. And we used to sit and drink and have a laugh, and, and um, I'll never forget that. And then look, on Sunion. Sun, it was a beautiful restaurant. S U N I S U N I O N. And it was. No wonder you got reported a few times. You wanted to go, go back for dinner, <laughs> but it was the most beautiful restaurant, and it was a, and it was a really. Uh, apart from being reported, it was a really special time because you you're dealing with you you're actually sitting across breaking bread with a legend, and he was a terrific bloke. And then on Thursday nights he'd come in and. Thursday nights after training, they'd come in with fish and chips <laughs> and just pile the fish and chips on the rub-down tables with strawberry milk, you know, and Jack say, get into it, boys, you know, and and you'd sit there and you'd, you'd have a piece of plate with Jack in. You know, it's just those little yeah. memories you got. We had, there was other community men too, I think, who might have been old-timers still around that stage yeah. or not. Yeah, um, God, you'd have, to refer, you'd have to refresh my memory. No, I was going to say Basil McCormick, but I don't think he was there. I think he was no, early in the, no. in the 60s by yeah, that stage. Yeah. He didn't carry over to, to the 70s. Did you... I believe everyone has a Jack Dyer story. Do you have one? Um, Even just meeting him or just a perception? Oh, I met, met him a few times. Right. Um, but probably was in awe of those, those sort of blokes. You know, you, you wouldn't get out of line with them. Yeah. Not get out of line with them, but you sure. wouldn't be so forthright. Very respectful. Yeah, and, and, you know, but you yeah, spoke to him and... It was always great. Did he come to the club at all, Jack, during your time at the club? Not a huge amount. Right. But... We're talking about diet, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, when, when you did, he was always good and he'd have a giggle and, you know, you know, keep going hard and all that sort of stuff. But those those blokes were just... You'd just be pretty quiet, man. Did just you know, out of respect. Is it, did you know how good Titus was as a player? Yeah. How did you know that? Oh, just, just from people talking. Okay. There's the great Jack Kyle. Yeah, yeah, and then you, when you know it, you start inquiring about, well, what, you know, Jack Dyer, you knew. Yeah, of course. Skinny Titus. Yeah. Well, I got to know. Sure. But as you spend time with people, then you get to know him. What did he wear? Skinny. Mm. Oh, just normal gear, you know. Did he wear a bow tie? At times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, name, yeah. yeah. Dad always remembers. Yes, yes. a bow tie. Yes, a bow tie. Yes. yes, for some reason. That's right. <laughs> no, he did too. He did. I'm glad I bought that name. Yes, for yes. He was a terrific guy, bloke. Are oh, you in luck again near the end? No, you're all right. You're uh, right. No, sorry. Who did you follow as a kid? South Melbourne. Why South? My parents used to follow them. Right. And I can always remember going down Albert Park and sitting on my dad's shoulders watching them. And every Saturday, I used to go and watch South Melbourne. Did you have the hero? Bobby Skilton. The day I played my first game at Richmond, yep. Going, before I went to Princess Park, I walked out of my, I was on, I walked out of my bedroom, yeah. and I turned around and I just looked at the wall. And in those days, there'd be posters as big as that over there. Yeah, those big Heinz posters. Yep. And Bobby Skilton was there on the wall still. And I looked and I, this is crazy. This is crazy. I'm a kid still. Yeah. You know. Um. And he was, he was my hero. But I was an avid South Melbourne supporter and I spent a bit of time with an old guy called Basher Williams. Oh, yeah, Basher. He only passed away a few years ago, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, well, Basher, um, I used to, I, I went out to his house for a couple of Christmases and spent time with him. Oh, OK. And uh, he'd get out the back and teach out a box when I was a kid. And uh, you meet blokes like Ronnie Clegg and all those guys. You met Ronnie Clegg? Yeah. yeah. And all those blokes all used to, and, and somehow... I don't know how the connection was, but someone knew someone and said, take this kid under your wing, Basher, and 
and I don't know, it got all friendly, and I used to go around with him and him and his wife and daughter, and, and I'd spend a couple of weeks out there with them, and I'd go with him around to the little pubs and meet these blokes, and he used to teach me how to run and how to box with him out in the backyard, and um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was. You don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how it eventuated. No, it just happened. I don't know how it eventuated, but I've got fond memories of that. Fond memories Did of that. Did you go that. watch the 74 grand final? Yes. Um, well, you were... You weren't... Like the reserves of the under 90s weren't in the final? Yeah. Well, they were. So we won them. Oh, of course, course you three. won every, every... Yeah, one. Sorry, I should have known that. Um, so... No. <laughs> uh, who'd you go with? Where, where did like you... Clyde. No, no, I'm talking about the seniors. Grand final. Yeah, I just sat there and watched with um, some play- our players and right, the parents and all that. Ask me the next question. <laughs> Go on, you might as well ask it. How do I feel? Okay. Different. We've we won an under eight, under 19 one. Right. Um, but I was coming back from suspension. Yes. Oh, it's wrapped for the footy club. But at the back of your mind, you've always got, what if I hadn't marked up? Yep. I could have been out there. And that haunts me. Does it still haunt you? Yep. In, in, just in time when you quiet times? Yep. You know, when you get reflective? Yep. Which we all do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. And... Do you find you get reflective more about not playing the semi-four or the Windy Hill match? Um, or seventeen-year-old no, style? More, more of if I had have dealt with it better, what it could have been. Yep. Not just for seventy-four, but yep. and beyond. Right. So yeah. How'd you get to Richmond? Um. I was identified through a scholarship squad when I played at Narwani. Right. So I went from a scholarship squad and then we went to training with the under-19s and there was probably 150 blokes turn up. And I remember Slug taking us over to, over the bridge and then a little track ran just to the left. Right. You go over the bridge and, yeah. I don't know what's there now, but there was a run, an athletic track and Tommy had the seniors doing some running. Yeah. And I had a running background. Right. And I can still remember my first night there. They were doing 400s, and that was just my cup of tea, you know. And I could blow, I could blow them away and those sort of things. And I think that's what pricked their, their attention towards me. It's probably got me through the, the cuts, so to speak. What number did you wear playing for Richmond? 39. Just giving to you, no particular reason. It's a high number, isn't it? You've got, to, you've got to work your way around and through, and obviously the numbers beforehand, if you go through these... Yeah. Um, well, there's no chance of getting those numbers up. How are you going to get them? Of course. Because like, they're, they're setting stone. 17-year-old Snothead. <laughs> Stuart Hart, Hunt, Sproul, Walsh, Clay, McCalla, Sheedy, Fowler, McGee, Ray, Brown, Carter, Bartlett, Burke, Cloak, Green, Morris, Parsons and Keane. I'm likely to have my name enlisted in there. You know? Yeah. Yeah, am I going to get any number before them? It's almost surreal. You look at it and you go, your name's associated with those players at that time. But then you go through the oppositions like Nichols, Jackson, Keogh, Duell, Armstrong, Ashman, Walsh, O'Connell, Southby, Osman, Chandler, Cheslanko, Byrne, Dixon, Jones, Waite, Hall, Quirk, Walls and Mackay. You've got to get me a copy of that. You can have that could. copy, has it? Are you sure? Have okay. you got another one? 
take it. It's fine. You sure? Easy. My daughter will. my gift to you. Thank you. That's okay. You sure? You. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Well, all yours. Thank First you. First match of football. That's great. This might sound like a very silly question, and I apologise if it is, and I'm not... No, no. It just, it just came to me. What nationality are you? Australian. Okay, you are. You're Australian. Yeah. Okay. And my parents. Right. And their parents. And right. their parents. Do you have any idea why I asked that question? It's not the way I look. I don't know. As, as people... Oh, of course I do. And what, what do people... Um, oh, what oh. nationalities do people say that you are? Tell you. I don't mean, I'm not being offensive. I don't mean to no, be. I'm just... I've had it all my life. Okay. It doesn't worry me. Okay. Um... Everything, right? Everything, right? Okay. Um, and it's interesting because I've got older skin and brown eyes, and, and my son, who still plays footy now, he cops the same sort of thing. Really? Yeah. Can I ask how old your son is? He's twenty-four. Does he know about your football career? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's captain of our side where I coach. Right. And he played at Rangers. Mm-hmm. And. Just think, my surname didn't help him with his footy. Okay. Which is uh, at Rangers. Yeah. Talking about Murray. What was that? Eastern Rangers. Eastern Rangers. Sorry. So, so like, like, he's he's um. Look, sometimes it's a help and sometimes it's a hindrance. A hindrance, yeah. <laughs> so I can vouch for that. Mom is a bit of a hindrance. I don't care about. Who could? So so, but he gets the same now because he's he's. Dark skin, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, Australian origin, right okay. through. But I was just throwing that's it out. No, I thought this might be the only time interview, so I'm just going to throw it out. No, that's fine. Do you have an earliest football memory? Look, I always remember going to the footy with my father at Albert Park, yeah. and having a pint, and going over the, the road to the pub where it was just everyone used to go to a pub, and he'd buy me a lemon squash, and he'd have a couple of quiet beers with his mates, yeah. and then he'd take us home, and we'd go. And you know, they were just great old, great old yeah. days. Um, that's as a young and, and and then also going to games where you could actually run out and get autographs of players. And I still remember doing all that. As a Job in the fence after oh, yeah. a match. Yeah. After a senior's match. Yeah. And going, you know, I was only a tacker. Yeah. And getting a little autograph book and getting all the autographs. Were the players players. okay to sign? Did they oh, mind? Yeah. Didn't mind at all. Sounds the sign sounded, that's it, that's it. You know? And, um, yeah, you know. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, I mean, nothing you said like that. Nothing amazing. Nothing. I've seen footage of it, but I, yeah. You know, when you get out there and as a little kid, you're in awe. The blokes are so big. <laughs> and, uh, and so those those are good memories as a youngster. Um, and then, and then you just, you have different snapshots of, of memories throughout your career. Um, but uh, seeing that again. Really, it's hard. Especially the, the names oh. associated with it. And yeah. we're talking 20, you know, 30, 34 years? Yeah. God almighty. 20th of April. Does it... Do you think sometimes that when it gets close to an anniversary, you just want to go somewhere and just yeah. get away from it? Yeah, I won't. You have reporters ringing that. I just won't talk to them. Right. I did for a while. But yeah, polite. Sure. Now, don't even want to know better. Right. So you just say, look, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it, or you just don't yeah. answer the phone? Yeah, no, I think not there. If I know what it is, I don't want to talk about it. I tried to find a quote from you, anywhere, and I think the most recent one I found was 1994, and it was a one-line quote that, I don't know, Rowan Connolly did an article or yeah. had a quote or something like that. Yeah. That was all. Yeah. 
And I just thought to myself, I reckon if it gets around that time, you think, I've relived, I've relived it enough. That's 20 years after dying <laughs> all. That's right. So, um, yeah, no, I had enough of it. Um, how would you, how do you sum up your career? To a person who didn't see you play. Yeah. But I've read about you. Um, how, how would Stephen Parsons sum, sum up his football career? My playing career? Wasteful. I didn't expect it to say that. What do you think I'd say? I unfulfilled. But I just wasted my opportunities. And I'm, I'm a coach now, and I love coaching. And it's something I've had a lot of success at. And I think I get a thrill of guiding young guys that are playing senior footy with me mm. through the minefield of life because I've actually hit a lot of those mines. Yeah. And I, I get enjoyment out of that. Um, and I've had some terrific thrills in, in coaching footy. And it's made up for it a bit, but it'll never make up for it. It was, it was, look, it was unfulfilled, but it was wasted. Yeah. Just wasted. So in that case, when you're coaching, do you use yourself as an example to the kids? Occasionally, yep. Yes, I do. Okay. You say, look, don't... Once or twice, only once or twice, yep. I've told them my innermost thoughts of how it feels to miss an opportunity and to waste it. Right. I don't make a habit of it. No. It's only a certain state, probably twice in 18 years I've coached. Yeah. Um, Obviously what you've been speaking, speaking about here and the, and the fact that, you know, it's not all roses and no, I don't think it's no. going to happen again because... No, it just doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes it passes you by once. That's right. If you don't grab it, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And look, you look at blokes who I played with and and uh, to me, um, I could cut it with the most of them. Not not the legends, yep. not not the legends, you know. But the 150 gamers and all that. There's no difference, mm. except that they were far more mature, mm. and they could handle it, and I couldn't. So who was the best Richmond player you played with? Either under nineteens, reserves, yeah, yeah. or seniors. Um, under nineteens, I'll, I'll go. I'll go through my steps. Out of 19, I thought Graham Teasdale was a standout. Um, he was sensational. Mind you, he got the end of a few of GR's tongue lessons with me and, me and Slug, and we got a few of them, him and I. Um, um, and in seniors, it was, it was um, the, obviously there was, there was uh, three players at senior level that stood out. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Hart stood out as a, as a footballer. Uh, Bartlett was just... I could never... He just had natural talent oozing out of every orifice he ever had. Because mm. he never trained hard. <laughs> but he knew his body. Yeah. And Ian Stewart was just a superstar. I don't think there's any questions left for me to ask you. I do have a few, but I won't. Is there anything you want to say that you haven't said? <laughs> We've exhausted all. Oh, well, no, not, I, I've got no statements I need to make. I mean, no, I, no. I, I, was, I was... When they gave their ties out for every bloke's ever played, yeah, that was good. So my, my youngest daughter's fanatic. What number were you? Oh, 8.52 or something, something like that. Some, somewhere around there, I don't yeah. know. But 
that that was fun and, and meeting up with some of the older blokes and um, that, that I used to associate sure. with, like Brian Wood, I hadn't seen for years. And so you, you, do you go to some Richmond functions at all? No, I went to a reunion a while ago, but I'll take my daughter and my wife to Richmond games if they're on a Sunday or a Friday night. Oh, great. I sort of do that with them. They still like that. Um, Are you recognised? But if you said, if I, if you, oh, you said, hi, I'm Steam Puff, I'm like, gee, I wonder if Yes, yeah, Steam Puff. Yeah, so, so I, I do that. Um, and then you occasionally um, bump into people that you, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, I see Jeff Rains every now and then. You know, I've seen him a couple of times down um, the Sorrento Hotel. Yep. I saw his son walk through the bar there one day, and I just thought I was going back in time. Really? Oh, Christ. Yeah, dead ringer. You know, of how, um, how, of how Jeff was. Even his playing style's the same. Yeah. Just his kicking yeah, action. But he's identical. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a clone yeah. of his old man when he was that age. So, um, you know, so they, they're always good times. You see Tony Jewell down there a bit. Um, God, what's the other one? Kenny Hayes. Oh, yes. You know, those folks. So it's always good to have a quick beer and have a chat with them. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, it's I've, for the amount of games I've played, I've got a huge amount of publicity. And, you know, I'm probably better known than some Telenet game players. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. But um, that's life. And, and it's, I think it's helped me in my coaching. It's good. Which I love doing. So does that, you're able to get a positive from it? Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I think out of every negative, hopefully, comes some form of positive. Yeah. And as you got raised, I got a bit older. Yeah. When I started the coach, yeah. I could actually bring life experiences yeah. in to not these little fallacies and theories. This is real life, mm. and and help them through that, which I enjoy. I just want to say thank you for your time. No, it's been a pleasure. And. Um, this is where I now stop the time. So thanks again. For no, time. Thank you. And that's the interview with Stephen Parsons. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, that's about as in-depth as he will ever get in an interview. And what an extraordinary story that was. A 17-year-old thrusted into the spotlight of the Windy Hill Brawl. A reminder, you can catch this podcast and all the others on iTunes or on SoundCloud as well. Just do a search for Raw podcast and please if you can if you don't mind just clicking on the ratings and review section of the podcast where you can click what sort of how many stars you like it so if you can give it five stars that'll push it more up the list so more people get to check it out and if you could leave a comment as well that would be great so until the next podcast i'm rhett bartlett good thanks